0: Praise thee, Lord, for thy great plan That we thy dwelling place may be
1: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. An exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Now, here's our show today. The Bountiful Supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ is a crucial expression and it will be our focus on today's life study of the Bible from Philippians. Stay with us today. We want to discuss this bountiful supply, which as Paul found out, can cause negative situations to actually turn out to salvation. And joining us to fellowship about this very crucial topic is Bob Danker. Bob, welcome back to the program.
2: Chris, it's good to be with you again to fellowship about what I would say is one of
1: the most crucial revelations in the whole Bible. We want to begin today, Bob, by looking at the meaning of the Greek word as we find it in the text here. It's translated in the recovery version as bountiful supply. The word in Greek refers to a chorus leader, the leader of a chorus. Uh, In the Greek term, maybe you help me with the pronunciation, Bob, I believe it's Koregus. And this is the one who supplied all of the needs of the chorus. In fact, in ancient times, this choir leader, or koregas, supplied not just the needs of the group in a general way, but also provided for every need of each individual chorus member. It's a marvelous example of how the Spirit of Jesus Christ takes care of us, isn't it, Bob? Yes,
2: this is an excellent example, Chris, that shows us that this all-inclusive Spirit
1: meets our every need. Let's go to Witness Lee, and then uh, you and I will come back to further talk about this.
0: I'd like to uh, say a little word concerning this Bountiful Supply. The word supply here has a kind of background in the ancient Greek practice. Among the Greeks in ancient time, there were some singing groups which were called chorus. Each singing group, a chorus, has the leader or the director. And the leader uh, was always the supplier. According to the custom, the habit, anyone joins that singing group, the leader or the supplier took care of the need in every way food, clothing, lodging place musical instrument whatsoever see once you join that chorus you don't need to take care of your need the leader the corrigus the corrigus took care of all your kind needs anything whatever is needed by you the uh, corrigus supplied So Paul, when he wrote concerning the supply, the all-inclusive, bountiful supply of uh, the Spirit here, not the Spirit of God, but the Spirit of Jesus Christ. This is an extraordinary term or title given by Paul to the Spirit of God. The spirit of Jesus Christ and the supply of such a spirit was likened to the supply of the Corigus in the ancient time among the Greeks. Actually, the supply of the Corigus in the ancient time was really bountiful. He would always supply everything you need. Paul used such a word to uh, tell us how all-inclusive and how bountiful the supply of uh, the Spirit of God today, which is called the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, you understand the meaning of the word supply. It is not a partial supply. It's a Bountiful or incursive supply.
1: Well, Bob, I really like this picture. Uh, The Apostle Paul using this person, the Koregus, the leader or supplier uh, in the Greek chorus. It's a precious example of the bountiful supply of the Spirit. I think anyone listening today surely will have a greater appreciation of Christ's care for us and our needs. Maybe you could develop this a bit further for our listeners, according to experience, Bob.
2: Well, Chris, when Paul wrote this verse here in Philippians, he was in a very negative situation. Uh, He was in a Roman prison, in fact, and uh, he had a particular need. uh, To be in prison there was not a pleasant thing, and there were many, many negative factors that he encountered when he was there in prison. He could have been disappointed. He could have been discouraged. He could have been depressed. He could have lost his faith because the Lord allowed him to be thrown in prison. Many, many things could have come up in his uh, inward being as a response to his imprisonment. Yet here, Paul uh, was so full of the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ that he could testify in a bold way, full of faith, that this negative situation that he was in was going to turn out to his salvation. And then he said, went on to say that in all things Christ would be magnified in his body because he lived Christ, even in his negative situation. And he used this wonderful expression, as Witness Lee pointed out, of the choregus the one who took care of the Greek chorus to meet all the needs of the chorus members. And uh, in our experience as Christians— uh, we need to realize that we have a corrigus. Right. We have someone who's taking care of our needs. And when I say needs here, I'm not speaking primarily of our physical needs, but of our the needs of our inward being, our spiritual needs. This supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ is not a physical supply, but it is a spiritual supply to meet the need that we have in every situation in our daily life. Whether it's positive or it's negative. And here Paul uses the example of the Corregus to show us this supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And actually, our Corregus is this wonderful spirit. It turns out in this case that this wonderful spirit, who is our Corregus, supplies us with himself all the riches of what he is to meet our need in our situation. So this is a bountiful supply, means there's no shortage. It's always sufficient, and it's an all-inclusive supply. It means it meets our every need without any exceptions.
1: Bob, using this uh, picture, what we're seeing with the Apostle Paul, there's nothing in the record here in Philippians to lead us to believe that the Spirit came and miraculously released him from his bonds. He was uh, stuck there in the prison. Nonetheless, he was experiencing this bountiful supply that you've been describing. So obviously the application is not purely physical or material.
2: Absolutely, Chris. Uh, The Spirit did not deliver Paul from the prison at that time, but he supplied him with all the riches of uh, God, with all the riches of his being while he was there in the prison, so that Paul could live Christ and magnify Christ in his negative situation. And this is really what it means to overcome. Paul overcame that negative situation by living Christ and magnifying him in that negative situation.
1: Well, in this coming section, Bob, we're going to see that it's not just this one term, the corregus, or or referring to the bountiful supply, uh, that's important. Also, the phrase that follows, the spirit of not just in a general way, but the Spirit specifically of Jesus Christ. And Paul selected this term, this title specifically. In the printed life study message, actually, Witness Lee goes into some detail on the nine aspects involved with this term, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. We're going to hear him give us a brief summary in this coming section of these nine points.
0: The Spirit we have and we enjoy of God is not only the Spirit of God, not on the spirit of Jehovah, not on the Holy Spirit, not only the spirit of Jesus, not only the spirit of Christ, but the spirit of Jesus Christ. Who is the all-inclusive, compound spirit, life-giving, and of the triune God. He is today the spirit to reach, to all-inclusive. Too bountiful. So he can afford to supply us with everything that we need. When Paul was suffering for the gospel, he was enjoying such an all-inclusive, life-giving, compound spirit. So this spirit supply is altogether bountiful and all-inclusive. Dear saints, we heard a lot of talks. Concerning the Spirit, I read quite a number of books over 50 years concerning the Spirit. I never got one so satisfactory. The proper understanding of the Holy Spirit is to realize that today the Spirit is nothing less than the Triune God, who has undergone all the process. Our Triune God went through the Incarnation. He went through the human living on this earth. And He went through the crucifixion. And He went through the Resurrection. And now, in Resurrection, He is the Spirit. And the Spirit is the process to try God. Of course, even this word process, oh, if he was not processed, how could he became a man? Didn't he enter into the womb of Mary? Wasn't he born out of that womb? Didn't he stay in the manger? Didn't he live in poor carpenter's home? Were not these things a process? If this were not a process, what is a process? Didn't he go through dead? Didn't he enter Hades and came out? Didn't he enter the tomb and rise up and walk out of that? Wasn't that a process? If that was not a process, what is a process then?
1: Well, Bob, let's stop here because this is Such a crucial and important point, we certainly don't want our listeners to misunderstand. The view here is that God went through a process to become the Spirit. The Spirit we enjoy is not only the Spirit of God, but the all inclusive Spirit of Jesus Christ, who went through this process of incarnation, human living, death, and resurrection. Bob, take a moment and talk about the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ and this marvelous process that God went through to prepare this bountiful supply.
2: Yes, Chris, it's crucial that we realize that unless God had passed through a process, He could not be a bountiful supply to meet our every need. It would be impossible. In the beginning of the Bible, we have the term, the Spirit of God. There, at the very beginning in Genesis, the Spirit of God He has only one element, that is the element of divinity. He's God, and he's even the triune God, because God is the triune God. So to say the Spirit of God means the Spirit who is the triune God. This one has only one element, he has the element of divinity only. But, as the New Testament tells us, this triune God passed through a wonderful process, which included a number of steps. The first step of his process was to become conceived in the womb of a virgin. And there he remained for nine months. He didn't come out after one hour. He stayed there nine months. He passed through that whole process. Then he was born. He experienced a human birth. Then he grew up and he lived a human life on this earth, not for three days or three months or even three years, but for 33 and a half years he accumulated many human experiences as he passed through the process of human living. Then at the end of his human life, he was crucified and he passed through death. And that was a process. That was a tremendous process. And then after three days, he rose up from the dead. He, he left the realm of death and he entered into resurrection, another step in his process. And then 40 days after that, Something more happened to this man, this God-man, this God who had become a man. He ascended to the heavens, and there he is now at the right hand of God. Well, the Bible says that in the resurrection of this God-man, he became a life-giving spirit. So this life-giving spirit, in Philippians 1.19, Paul calls this spirit the spirit of Jesus Christ. Not the Spirit of God or just the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit of Jesus Christ. What does this kind of a title mean? This title means that everything that Jesus Christ is as a God-man, as God and man, and everything that he passed through in his processes is included in this Spirit. This Spirit of Jesus Christ includes the triune God The man Jesus, all his experiences of human living, which were mainly experiences of suffering, and Paul, who was in prison at that time, surely needed the capacity to suffer. The capacity and ability to endure sufferings is in the spirit of Jesus Christ. And Paul also needed the resurrection power to bring him out of that realm of death that he was in, into the realm of resurrection. Well, this resurrection power is in the spirit of Jesus Christ. In fact, everything that Paul needed and everything that we need is in the all-inclusive, bountiful spirit of Jesus Christ. And this is very important that Paul used this term, the spirit of Jesus Christ, because this implies the all-inclusiveness of the spirit and the bountifulness of the supply
1: of this spirit. Bob, when you look at the life of Christ as unfolded in the Gospels, who suffered like he did? Who suffered rejection? Who suffered persecution? Yet throughout all of this, he overcame. And all of this overcoming is incorporated now into this spirit. What a supply it is. Absolutely, Chris. We can
2: overcome also because of this bountiful supply.
1: Well, and that implies that we need to ourselves experience it in a daily way. And that's the focus of our final section today. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
0: You all have the spirit. You all have a good mentality. You think over whether all these teachings are scriptural or not. Praise Him. We do not only care for the teachings. We care for the teachings because we lack to apprehend all the experiences. We must experience the spirit of Jesus Christ. We must experience the compound spirit. We must experience the seventh spirit of God. We must have the adequate experience of such a compound, all-inclusive, life-giving spirit who is nothing less than the Triune God processed to be our everything. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the spirit. It is by this spirit that the Apostle Paul suffered for God's economy. It is by enjoying the supply, the bountiful supply of such a spirit that the Apostle was an overcomer. He was an overcomer, not by his strong will. No, he was an overcomer just by this all-inclusive compound life-giving spirit who endoiled him to be his everything. This is a consummate top, consummate point that triune God now has routed himself into the tripartite man. Amen. And we as the tripartite man now are enjoying and experiencing this Triune God as the all-inclusive, compound, life-giving spirit. Hallelujah.
1: So, Bob, the top purpose for God to go through all the steps of his process is that man could experience and enjoy him as this all-inclusive, compound, life-giving spirit. And Paul's enjoyment of this spirit enabled him to suffer for God's economy, even to be an overcomer in all of these sufferings. Give us your final thoughts, Bob, on this message covering such a crucial and vital point.
2: Well, Chris, my final thought, I think, would go along with Brother Lee's thought here that we need to experience this all-inclusive, compound, life-giving spirit. To do this, we have to have a basic fundamental realization, and that is that this spirit is within us. If we are a believer in Christ, and we have really received the Lord, he is right now within us. In our regenerated spirit, this compound, all-inclusive spirit of Jesus Christ actually indwells us. We may know this doctrinally, that Christ is in us, but we need a revelation to see this so that it becomes our experience. We need a deep realization that we have such an all-inclusive one dwelling in us and available to us in every situation. All we need to do in order to enjoy this bountiful supply is to exercise our spirit, to call on him, to pray to him, to turn our heart to him, to look away from our situation, whether it's positive or negative, It doesn't make any difference. God's desire and will for us is that we would experience this wonderful, all-inclusive spirit in all our situations. So we need to turn our heart to him. We need to call on him. We need to pray to him, to contact him in our spirit. Then he will supply us with all the riches of what he is to meet our need in every situation in
1: our daily living. Bob, this really matches uh, Paul's word, not just in Philippians, but throughout his writings. He had the realization that the Lord was with him by being in him. Uh, I was just thinking as you were speaking, so many of his epistles, he concludes with a word like this one at the end of Philippians, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Paul lived in this reality, and this really needs to be the aspiration of all of God's seekers today, shouldn't it?
2: Yes, it has to be our aspiration. It has to be our realization That everything that God is today and everything that he has passed through in his processes is now within us as the all-inclusive, compound, life-giving spirit of Jesus Christ to be our daily moment-by-moment supply. This really needs to become our experience as it was Paul's. Here we have a living example of a person who enjoyed this spirit. And Paul is not a super believer. He is a normal believer who is a pattern
1: for us all. Well, we uh, had an encouragement, even an exhortation from Witness Lee in that last section. He said, think this over, whether all these things are scriptural. I guess we would leave our listeners with the same encouragement. Really carefully examine these verses for yourself and then even call us and let us know your own discovery and your own realization. Thank you, Bob, for being here. I've enjoyed being in the New Testament book of Philippians. What a marvelous book, Chris. It surely is. Uh, We invite you to contact us. As I said, we have uh, printed Life Study messages that accompany these points we've been talking about and many, many other things that we would love to uh, share with you. We would also, as I pointed out, love to get your comments and thoughts. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening.